Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We are two associate marriage and family therapists under clinical supervision, and we specialize in working with couples. Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast. Where we debunk myths and deliver truth about couples therapy. Trust us. It's awesome. Good. Yep. All right. We good? Acceptance. Okay. You go first. Talia, I accept you. <laughs> that was honestly so validating. I feel so good right it now. It is true. Ryan, I accept you. Aww. Yeah. More couples what? should say that. You know, uh, honestly, uh, that's something that I look for in session um, and help give language uh, to couples to do that. It's one of our core attachment yeah. needs is, Acceptance, do you accept belonging. me for who I am? Do I, yeah, exactly, sense mm-hmm. of belonging. So, so today's fun. episode is acceptance. We're talking about acceptance today. Yeah. Uh, just so a general thing. So accept it, listeners. <laughs> you are listening to this. Uh, and there's a couple different routes we, we, we talked off the air about we could mm-hmm. take with this. Where do you want to start with acceptance and couples therapy? What comes to mind to you? The first thing that comes to mind is learning mm-hmm. to accept your partner for who they are, mm-hmm. even if that's not who you thought they were in the beginning, mm. and that's not who you may have hoped they would be, mm-hmm. or it's your own projections off what people should be. It's yeah. learn like, I, I saw this um, quote, I think I actually wrote it down, it's right here, let me pull it up. Um... Oh, I guess it's not right here. Oh. Well, as you're looking at that, uh, you're acknowledging acceptance for our clients between our clients within the couple. I have no, the I partners accepting each other. Yes, as the a huge theme of couples therapy. Says people tell you who they are. We just ignore it because we want them to be who we want them to be. Yeah, that yeah. is the quote. Absolutely, that's true. And Except that's true at all stages of your project. Like I am responsible for what I say. Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible for how you interpret it, mm-hmm. and I'm not responsible for the projections mm-hmm. and perceptions that you put onto me. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for being autonomous and adult, respectful, mm-hmm. kind, all of my values, and not mm-hmm. overstepping boundaries. Right? Mm-hmm. That's my responsibility. But past that, whatever delusion or fantasy or projection you make up in your head for why I'm doing what mm-hmm. I'm doing, you're not accepting reality. So. When I say that of learn to accept your partner, like we talked about mm-hmm. in another episode, your partner wasn't raised by the same people, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Here's no, agreed. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of jumping yeah. a little bit because then here's where it gets really interesting and complicated mm-hmm. is absolutely what you're saying. I agree with then the dilemma. Can you accept the partner who is maybe projecting or delusional right? or the way they respond uh-huh. then? That gets hard. Often. Where does acceptance end? Yeah. Where are the boundaries with Mm -hmm. acceptance? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I teach radical acceptance Mm -hmm. within DBT, which Uh is if you're, I give the example, if you're going to be five minutes late to work, no matter what, no matter what ways or Google maps or whatever says, Mm -hmm. and you left on time and you're pissed, I did the same routine, right? How are you going to spend those five minutes? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be pissed? Are you going to make it awful? And you're going to show up to work and the whole day is going to be ruined, potentially the whole week and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, right? Catastrophizing, of course. Or do you spend those five minutes listening to your favorite song twice Mm -hmm. and look at it as a gift? Mm -hmm. You're going to be five minutes late no matter what you do. Accept it. Mm -hmm. Don't try and will reality to be the way that you want it to be. Accept reality. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like hearing that because especially if they're conditioned to believe that for various reasons. No. It is what I say it is. Well, Well, there there are a few factors to that. It's hard to accept reality if 
part of your strategy for creating safety in your life is controlling things. Or escaping reality. Or escaping reality keeps you safe, then that's hard. Yes. Um, so that that's a deeper discussion into. But at the same time, another idea is acceptance for some people is realistically harder than others. Mm-hmm. If you look at, say, privilege. And um, there's certain things that I, as a straight white male don't have to struggle with accepting because I'm at a huge position of power in our culture mm-hmm. and other people don't. And none of them are going to get in. That's not exactly where we're going in this episode. I but also still... as a straight white male feel the same. Yeah. <laughs> so you have more inherently yes. that takes acceptance of, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but mm-hmm. I don't have to live or I live in a patriarchy, but I'm at the height of the patriarchy. So it's not that hard to accept there is, you know, as a decent human being, I tried to accept it and then manage like, hey, I don't want to facilitate the patriarchy, but whatever. Yeah. You know. And that's part of context. your reality. Yeah. I don't even see a patriarchy. Yeah. There you go. I'm a hot girl. I don't have to worry about that. Right? <laughs> that's but that's the flip side of it, Different is that's my reality. Yeah. I haven't experienced it because yeah. I'm not the bottom of the totem pole, so sure. to speak, in society. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think the acceptance piece comes in not only in our own individual lives when we do our own stuff it comes into when we decide to get into a partnership with somebody like you were saying where are the boundaries how much do you accept in a relationship right there's the piece of radical acceptance which is it is what it is there's Mm -hmm. some things in life that are not going to be fair i'm not going to get everything i want right there's the foundational basis of a more radical acceptance yes but there's also boundaries that have to come in with yes those things are true and where are your standards? Yeah. Where are your values? Where is accepting too much and you're becoming a doormat mm-hmm. or you're in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. or you're trying to do things just for the sake of feeling accepted yeah. when it's really a self-worth issue? So th- that's where I, I've yeah. tr- draw the two different camps is radical acceptance. Life is what it is. You can't change reality. Yeah. Sometimes it sucks. Yeah. And you still get standards around where you're going to involve yourself in accepting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I'm glad we're talking about this because already I'm going, ooh, this is really, really intricate. So two types of acceptance for clients to be paying attention to. Yes. Acceptance of self. Yes. Which is sort of a primary place to be at yes. because you can, we talked about the hierarchy before. You, right. You can only be responsible for yourself and be your best person in your relationship if you've done your own work. I am only responsible for myself and my reactions. Yeah. And then... And... Mm-hmm. Being able to accept others. others. And that's where you go then, the other part in couples, where then there's this dynamic of accepting your partner for who they truly are. And what are your standards? What are your levels? What am I willing to accept from you, right? And that's why it's a dynamic, um, difficult process. Yes. I like that you bring up um, that there is acceptance of your partner, Mm -hmm. but then it can get into this, well, wait, but then are you accepting the fact that your partner is abusive to you? Yeah. That's a... That's a very dangerous type of acceptance. Or they cheat on you. So clearly we're at a place of... Uh, I go with repeatedly cheating, you know right. about it. Because there's... Yeah, yeah. There's, you and I differ uh, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Uh, there's attachment injuries that can be worked through and healed um, in certain cases. Um, like cheating. <laughs> but, but the point is, we're talking about this this big concept of acceptance between partners where on one end of the scale, we're saying, hey, accept them for who they are, mm-hmm. appreciate them, and, and don't project onto them different things and or try to change You're gonna them. You're going to hurt your own feelings. Yeah. If somebody shows you their true colors, do not repaint them. No. At the same time, though, if it gets so far where they're showing the colors and you're still accepting them and it's abusive, we're on a different end of the scale. So it, it's a tricky balance 
that a lot of people, A, um, weren't, didn't really get a good, uh, uh, skill set to interpret when they were young because maybe their models, their attachment figures didn't show a good balance. And then B, inherently people change. So as a relationship grows over decades, how are you managing this really powerful dynamic of acceptance? Mm-hmm. It's and hard. what are you, not what are you willing to accept of, oh, I like this fine china that you're bringing in once we get married and it's not about it can be about that it can be right and we've had i've had couples come in where they have we label them whatever the issue is and i'm not going to disclose it just for those purposes but we have certain types of fights like this is not one of them but it could be a coaster fight yeah they're landmark compromise fights that they learn and reference okay wait a second i remember this from the coaster incident yeah right we call them incidences yeah. instead of fights usually but we remember that yeah. and we oh those are landmarks of what am i willing to accept yeah there's a quote that people are usually split on mm-hmm. it's controversial in order for somebody like you have to love yourself before somebody can love you mm-hmm. that's not the quote that i'm going down the road with mm-hmm. but it's if you have to accept yourself mm-hmm. Before somebody can accept you as mm-hmm. deeply as you know yourself is as deeply as you can teach your partner to mm-hmm. know you. And if you don't want to go there and you're only relying on others, acceptance and validation mm-hmm. external completely, and you don't do that for yourself, you're going to feel empty mm-hmm. for a long time. So that's why I change. I don't necessarily agree with the love part of the quote. Mm-hmm. If you don't love and accept yourself and get to know even and have self-compassion for your dark, mm-hmm. icky parts you won't be happy in a relationship and it doesn't matter what your partner is or who they are or how much you accept or don't accept from them. You have to do the work on yourself first. That's what we say. Acceptance of self comes first as a foundation, Mm -hmm. which includes radical acceptance of Mm -hmm. I'm very type A. Mm -hmm. I like things scheduled. I like things structured and organized. That's how I've been since I was a child. That's not something that I can change no matter how much I love my partner because that would be denying who I truly am. So that would be not, that'd be something I wouldn't be willing to Except if a partner was like, well, you'd be perfect, except if you changed these yeah. three things, right? Yeah. Well, if one of them is I can be more mindful to put the toothpaste lid back on the toothpaste, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not a core part of who I am. Like, you don't understand. I live a lidless life, right? Yeah. I'm above the law, right? <laughs> that's not who I am as a person. It's just a habit maybe that I got into, right? I can break that. But if you're asking me to be less type A, less structured, less scheduled, I'm sorry, I can't mm-hmm. do that. And I've actually found people in my life who accept me and love me and know me for that. Mm-hmm. So I know that I'm not unlovable because mm-hmm. I have that quality. So I'm especially not going to get rid of it. Yeah. If you feel you're unlovable or mm-hmm. unaccepted for having a certain quality, mm-hmm. you're more likely to shove it down and not address it. Yeah. But once you find your tribe of people who get it, mm-hmm. the sky's the limit, right? Of the acceptance of, I like how I am. If mm-hmm. you don't like it, tough shit. There's the door, right? Yeah. As my mom said to my dad lovingly, I want you. I don't need you. Mm-hmm. And it set the tone, right? Years ago, mm-hmm. obviously it's different. It's <laughs> that's like boiling down a long conversation. But we should want to enjoy and and benefit and complement with an E our partners in our life and grow and deepen and everything else. My goal in getting into a relationship is not to fix you mm-hmm. or to change you. And there's going to be things about you that I don't like. Mm-hmm. There's going to be things about me that you don't like. There's things about me that I don't like. And there's things about you that you don't like, right? It all comes full circle. Yeah. But what I think that's really important what you just said was um, your role in relationship isn't to change you. No. Because I absolutely agree. Yeah. And we deal with that a lot in, in therapy sessions. However, I also just want to validate to the people listening, there's a gut instinct almost to always do that. A oh, lot thousand of, percent. That's just... Whether it's white yeah. knight syndrome or yeah. just, oh, if I only 
I tweak this one? Yeah. You'd be so perfect yeah. if, I even write that on my website. Yeah. Your partner would be so perfect if they just changed two to three things, <laughs> right? And yeah. you make them your perfect, yeah. that's not, yeah. that's not an accurate representation of who that person truly is. Yeah. But you're allowed to bring up something to your partner and be like, babe, I don't like falling in the toilet in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. Mm-hmm. I'd really not like to come back to bed wet. Mm-hmm. Could you really try as hard as you can mm-hmm. to shut the toilet seat lid? Those types of modification, behavioral modifications, that's allowed. The ex- you sense. don't have to accept everything about your partner. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that they don't mind tweaking because they love you, right? Mm-hmm. This balance, it's not a core thing. And it's just like, yeah, it's a shitty habit I got to do. Sorry, sure, I'll be better about it. Well, okay. I actually love the toilet seat thing. Yeah. And this coming off of the idea of um, it's not your role to change your partner. Because how silly, I love <laughs> toilet yeah. seat, so silly. And yet... It, it's a good example of how things can be, be pretty dynamic. Where right? it starts it with... It should stay up all the time for you because you're a boy, but it should stay down all the time for me because I'm a girl. Actually, I hate toilet seats up, oh. but whatever. Okay. Um, but that's just a personal, yeah. private thing. Uh, what I'm getting at is even something like just the toilet seat, not even as an analogy for anything else, but just as a simple, hey, um, Talia, would you please leave the toilet seat up for me? Sure. Um, is an initial part of just a, hey, I want to kind of change a little bit, mm-hmm. or I don't really accept that you yeah. do that. Yeah. I made a request. If you care for me, then you'll do that. Yeah. And then you, Talia, going either, yeah, sure, because it's not a big deal, or going like, well, no, that's, I just don't think that way. Like, that's how I am. Then we are, this is where couples come in. Then we are at a crossroads of one partner going, hey, I'm asking this of you, having this request because it matters to me, mm-hmm. and if you care about me, you'll mm-hmm. do this. And another partner going like, well, but this is me, this is how I am. If you love me for who I am, you won't care about this. Yes. And that's a natural conflict. Yes. And that's what we get into with couples that therapy. Part of, and that part of acceptance, And that right? part of acceptance. And that's why it's, it, the first step in it is going, hey, let's look at some accepting here. And how yeah. do we facilitate that? Well, if we look at grief model, what's the first step? Uh, the final step, again. It's, the final step is The final acceptance. step is acceptance. <laughs> what's the first step? Well, I don't, what is that? Well, denial. technically, is it denial? Okay. Of grief. Technically, the grief model is yeah. not linear. But, if, but yeah, but yeah. I know. If we, but still, denial is, Argument's yeah. sake, if it is those five steps yeah. exactly, yeah. we have, yeah. I, I do make light of that in yeah. a good way in therapy yeah. is what's the first step to acceptance? They're like, loving. I was like, bullshit. It's yeah. denial. Denial. Right? Yeah. We look at that yeah. in our relationships. Yeah. Oh, they didn't do that because they were busy. We're so yeah. much more likely to give people the benefit of the doubt yeah. until we're proven of, wait, you knowingly did that on yeah. purpose to piss me off? Yeah. You pushed my buttons? Or yeah. I told you, you that I don't like the toilet seat down. <laughs> yeah. And now it feels like, and I went through that with my ex. Oh, yeah. The toilet seat Was that really a thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, can you, nice. or the, to, the toothpaste, and I, that's why I bring it up. It actually oh, yeah. happened with toothpaste my ex. Toothpaste was a thing, yeah, yeah. Toothpaste lid and toilet seat. Yeah. And I mentioned, and it wasn't an issue before I mentioned mm-hmm. it jokingly because I had said something. Yeah. And then subconsciously, I think he did it because he knew that it would bother oh, me. No. And I called him out and I was like, why is this behavior starting? It's yeah. never been an issue. And he's yeah. like, oh, I think like when you mentioned it, I started doing it to kind of annoy you. I was like, yeah. you're going to need to stop that. Like, <laughs> yeah. it does annoy me. You didn't do it before. Now you know that it yeah. pisses me off. You're doing it. What's this about? Right. But we go through those things. It's different. If your partner doesn't know something about you teach them Mm -hmm. and hope like you said and the way you said it doesn't sound like an ultimatum it's hey this is really important to me i love you i love partnership with you this this behavior occurring or you doing this thing gets in the way of me feeling close to you and if you care about me if you care about this relationship right this won't happen again very non-blaming language could be an ultimatum sure but it depends how 
you well, language it. The point of how I express the toilet seat was yes. I hopefully was framing it where both partners are very valid yes. in, hey, I'm sharing something right. and I'm looking for someone who cares right. about me. And 90% of the time with something like a toilet seat, if it's expressed that way, it will, one part or another will kind of go like, oh, okay, I get that, let's shift it, and then we come to collaboration agreement, and then it's resolved. However, there's still plenty of times that 10% can feel really powerful when it's still a, oh, Talia, you want the toilet seat down, and I really want it up, and we've even acknowledged that there's, like, this dynamic of care, but we're still, you know, mm-hmm. someone can't move it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's this is when, where acceptance is really key to start diving into. That's when radical acceptance in my couples therapy comes in. Of yeah. That's who your partner is. And yeah. if you have enough in your emotional bank account, yeah. right? If everything else is going at least good enough or mm-hmm. decently well, then you don't look at the toilet seat as a negative sentiment. You don't mm-hmm. look at it as like, oh, they did it again to mm-hmm. piss me off. It's, yeah, maybe they forgot. Yeah. We're more able to see the positive perspective and we move the yeah. seat up or we move yeah. the seat down. But again, it's that self-acceptance yeah. first and that calm... Yeah lighthouse-like feeling mm-hmm. we have to have to not take things personally. That's part of acceptance yeah. is, what's, the, what's that book, The Four Agreements by Miguel? I forget his last name. I have no one idea of the, One that. of the four agreements is don't take things personally. Yeah. Unless I know that it's personal, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take something personally. Yeah. I can have the reaction of, oh my God, they mm-hmm. did, I can't, they know this about, blah, right? Yeah. We get this arbitrary yeah. rightness. They should know. Yeah. And then I, I make it dramatic with couples. I'm like, how would they know? And then, <laughs> We laugh about it, yeah. right? We like humor. I like yeah. humor in therapy. Yeah. Well, I told them once when we were first dating, three months in, blah blah blah, and the dudes looking at me like, "Help! <laughs> what? What? Five years later, right? Me this. I, don't, I don't. I'm. Remember. I love you, but what, yeah. honey? Like, I didn't remember that, and it's a core memory for her, mm-hmm. but or vice again, yeah. stereotyping. But, but yeah, that's part of the acceptance. Make yeah. sure your partner made the agreement to accept that mm-hmm. or not accept that. If you're unilaterally making that acceptance choice of like, you should love me the way I am, even though I hate this yeah. about myself, not a great platform to start from. Well, or, I mean, I want to run that because actually I yeah. struggle with this with my memory. God bless Athena. She's very patient <laughs> yeah. with me. Yeah. Um, but she had to, she still struggles and has to learn about that because I do forget stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's okay. And the difference is, um, if you're attention? in a place and saying like, oh, you know, well, you know, I, I told you that this yeah. matters to me, you forgot is, okay, so that's, there's a, there's an acceptance of yourself there. Like, hey, accept that, like that really frustrates you. And then go into a place of, well, let me remind my partner and that's okay. Yes. And then what, what I think is most important is when the re- reminder is there. Be gentle. And you've, con- and you've gently maybe shared that and said, hey, this is important to me. How does your partner respond? Does your partner show up? Does your partner go, oh gosh, yeah, you know what? I didn't remember that three months into dating, you told me this was important to you. But now that you're telling me thank here, thank you for reminding thank me. Thank you for reminding me. And that gives me an opportunity to show you I'm here for you in this yes. discussion and I'm here for you to fulfill this desire of yours. Yes. Give me that opportunity. But if don't you try to mind read, and, yeah, don't, oh my gosh. If you assume not. it's personal, as you're right? saying, it's not going to get you anywhere. They knew this. Yeah. How? Unless you've told them. And that's why I say, have those feelings. Yeah. You don't have to... What's the first step? Denial, yeah. anger. But we go through that when yeah. we... I'm sorry. What did you do to us? Right? <laughs> Harry Potter and the audacity of this bitch is what I call those moments. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because you look at your partner and you're like, who hurt you? Because yeah. it wasn't me. This isn't the training I've been doing, right? We go into all these stories yeah. in our head. The reality of it is we have our own reactions. Mm-hmm. We have our own denial yeah. to our partner who loves us and knows us and all blah, 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 mm-hmm. would do this. And we take it personally. We... 
please go through that on your own. And Mm -hmm. I think I mentioned it last episode, go through that messy labor and deliver what you actually need to tell Mm -hmm. your partner. Because the rest of that reaction is not their responsibility. What is their responsibility or could be taken as their responsibility is, hey, all this happened for me. I felt this way. And the story I made up in my head was blank. Mm -hmm. You did this behavior. I experienced this behavior. I tell them to pull you out of it entirely. And Mm -hmm. it's cool to see couples say it because Mm -hmm. when I, oh, they go to what it was about them. When I experienced this, I felt taken for granted Mm -hmm. and I felt unseen and unheard. And the story I made up in my head was you're going to do the same thing that my last relationship did. And I got really hurt and that scared me Mm -hmm. way more vulnerable and way more mature and gentle than I can't believe you fucking forgot this again, right? That's not fair to your partner. And yeah. just because you're upset, you can tell somebody you're upset without making them feel mm-hmm. the anger. Yeah. It's actually more powerful to be like, I'm actually really angry right now yeah. than screaming at you. Yeah. What would be more impactful for you if I said that? Probably the second one. Well, right? actually, it would be more impactful if you're angry with me, but in a very in a, negative way. I will not be a responsive partner. I will, if I'm I will, screaming, I will you, start no. doing my protective things, right. which tend to lead me to disconnect as opposed to healthy connection. But if I'm powerful, even if I get a yeah. little bit of a higher tone of like, I am, I'm so angry right now. I oh, feel yeah. so hurt. You're going to hear that a lot more than like, what the, right? Well, it'll be more effective. Yes. I will feel your anger if you lash out. Yes. And that'll be, ne- that'll make but me go negative. really defensive. Right. If you say I'm really angry, but powerfully like that, I will hear it. Yes. And then I can, I won't be threatened per se. Threat, I will be able yes. to show up for you as your partner. You can like, accept hey, my anger yeah. and my sadness, yes. right? You can <laughs> yeah. accept it more than if I make you feel unsafe then yeah. you're going to get defensive. Yeah. The safety aspect is key in acceptance. Uh-huh. If I don't feel safe and I don't love and trust and accept and have self-compassion for me yeah. as Talia, like Talia doesn't have that for Talia, I can't expect others to have that mm-hmm. for Talia. So those times where we take it personally and get activated are probably parts of ourselves that we haven't accepted yet. Yeah. That's why I also like mm-hmm. this topic. And some require radical acceptance, right? It is who I am. That's just who I am. Or some parts of it's like, whoa, I thought I worked through that. Yeah. Why is it rearing its ugly head? Yeah. Oh, because how old do I feel right now in my relationship? 14. All right. Yeah. Right? 14-year-old Talia wouldn't have accepted that. And adult Talia is like, um, bitch, we're not standing for this, right? So it all plays into itself. So I love that this long ex- exploration is a good sort of example. And hopefully listeners are kind of getting mm-hmm. see how like therapists think of this stuff. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we keep going back to there's these two types of acceptance. Acceptance of self, acceptance like 14-year-old, yeah. acceptance of your partner. Yeah. So I want to ask you, great, if those are the things going on and that could be in um, grown, mm-hmm. uh, how do you facilitate that in couples therapy specifically? In couples therapy specifically, I ask each partner, or if I'm working with an individual who's in a couple, right? If the dynamic is about the couple relationship, I ask them to write down what their own Mm-hmm. morals and values are uh-huh. independent of their partner it's mm-hmm. sometimes easier to do this if you're single because you're not your judgment isn't clouded but like yeah. what are you as a person what is your morals what are your values mm-hmm. what are your standards mm-hmm. what would your ideal relationship look like if everything went perfectly and they could mind read and yada yada and what's the actual reality of your minimum standard you would be willing to be like if i wanted them to read my mind every day mm-hmm. but they did it once every so often when it mattered i'd be cool with it right what's mm-hmm. your ideal versus what you're willing to mm-hmm. not settle for but like what's your ceiling and your floor mm-hmm. i need to get a better picture of that because if the standards aren't even on the same page mm-hmm. that's where a lot of that lack of acceptance mm-hmm. and conflict happens so that's how i help couples get to mm-hmm. that 
partner acceptance and other acceptance is knowing where your partner's standards are, what are their morals and values, what is a, what is part of their core self-acceptance, mm-hmm. and then what are they willing to tolerate? What mm-hmm. is their dream situation, but what are they willing to tolerate? Mm. And if you know what they're willing to tolerate and you're just skating on the floor, mm-hmm. just not trying to make their dreams come true, you're being a dick. Mm-hmm. Not intentionally always, mm-hmm. but if you know that yeah. and move forward, right? It's the, mm-hmm. I told you this and you still did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hurt. At yeah. first I was just upset, yeah. but then I gave you a chance to not make it personal and then you told me it was personal. Now I'm hurt. <laughs> Right? I need to know the ceiling and floor. I need to know where our standard's at because how many times do we tell couples to compromise or we Mm. encourage them to compromise? If they don't know where their bandwidth is, we don't know where we're compromising. So it sounds like you help both partners really visualize that window of tolerance. Yes. You're really going like, hey, let's let's actually get some markers here so yes. that we can be very What does being clear. a partner mean to you? So you what are your that, what yeah. are your expectations of me as a girlfriend? What are your expectations of me as a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. What does engagement mean to you? What is mer- meanings behind things helps with acceptance. Yeah. And sometimes you have to accept your partner doesn't have the same meaning mm-hmm. as you. And if it's a core value, is that something you want out of your relationship? Mm-hmm. Do you want that big of a dissonance on such a core value topic, mm-hmm. especially if you're planning on having kids, right? I try and invite them to see forward into the future. Not too far, not out of anxiety, but if this is truly a core part of your partner and you accept it as a partner, can you then accept it if your partner becomes a parent as well? Sometimes that's where the draw line is drawn. I can tolerate it, but I wouldn't tolerate it for my kids. Mm-hmm. And then relationships shift, right? They either yeah. break up or they decide, okay, compromise will be blank. Yeah. But not everybody wants to compromise. Or I can even say either they find that acceptance mm-hmm. or... It's intolerable because you're not being accepting of self or the relationship. Right. That's my view Mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. Uh, I do a very specific uh, style, EFT, as we talk about. And the way that... First, I'll go with how to facilitate acceptance of the individuals. Yes. Um, Because it does happen in this, in the couples therapy room. Mm -hmm. And it starts with um, me addressing what we call in my style therapy the cycle which is actually an interaction between partners but when i'm working on one part of the cycle maybe with one partner it's me hearing and validating and really accepting in the room that those people and in this case the individual so there's a felt sense that hey i accept you and part of what i'm doing is i'm helping each person understand what's going on for them so that A, again, they have a felt sense of me. They Maybe they've never really had an experience where someone actually accepts them fully. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving language to who they are and what they're doing and the truth of who of what's going on for them. Mm-hmm. And acknowledging, yes, that's that's valid. That makes sense. And you are, you are perfect just the way you are. That kind of way. And so a good example of that is... Um, Let's say I'm talking to someone and we use the pursuer withdrawer thing. You hear us on the podcast talk about that a bunch. Let's say I'm working with a withdrawer who is going to a place a lot of the times like, hey, conflict happens. I don't want to engage in in the discussion about the toilet seat. Like it's just no, like it's ridiculous to me. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. And but I understand where that comes from because I've done a background and a history and it's because, hey, for you not having that conflict allows you to stay closer to your partner. You stay more connected by avoiding the conflict. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Really, you not dealing with the toilet seat is you saying I love saying, you. Saying I love you. <laughs> yeah. 
you not addressing the toilet seat issue is saying, hey, I care so much about I you, fight with you over that this. I don't want to fight with you about that. Because when I fight with you, I don't feel close. Yeah, exactly. So part of it is I'm going to absolutely accept anything going on with them and they can feel that. And I'm going to help articulate it. We call it constructing. In this case, we do it most about constructing the emotion. But no matter what, we're just constructing their world and helping them organize because I'm the one with the experience and professional to understand what's going on. Help them understand, oh, this is why it's happening for me. With that insight, they can articulate themselves better and they can know what it's like to feel accepted by me. Mm-hmm. The way I facilitate that between partners and the acceptance between partners is looking at um, conflict in a relationship. After I've constructed that acceptance for both partners, we do what's called kind of like a zoom out. And we're, it's no longer about conflict like against each other. We conceptualize conflict happening as the cycle, and it's actually the way you interact together. No one's really right or wrong about the toilet seat because, hey, if you came from a family where the toilet seat was always up, then guess what? There's nothing wrong with the toilet seat always being up. It's behavioral. It's just, it's just it's, a thing. Yeah, it's environmental. In this case, I am using it as an analogy. Um, yeah. But if the toilet seat's always down in your family, right. that's nothing wrong there. Here's the thing. It's not that the other person's evil. It's you got together, and in this little thing with the toilet seat, it's the it's the cycle. Yes. So what we do is in a, we build acceptance by moving conflict um, away from the partners, mm-hmm. and instead unite the partners yes. to go against the conflict, against the cycle itself. Oh, the cycle, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, just, you know, or or externalizing yeah. it to the behavior. Exactly, same thing. You like your partner, uh-huh. you just don't like their behavior. Yeah. If anybody did that behavior, that's what I ask. Yeah. It's probably a pet peeve yeah. or a, a acceptance thing or a type A value or type B value thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it when anybody does that, yeah. it's not about your partner at all. It's I don't like when this happens and anyone does it. So that's why I feel safe and loving. Yeah. I've accepted that part yeah. of myself. It's going to be true no matter what. Yeah. I need to t- share this with you versus yeah. it really bothers me when you do this specifically yeah. Ryan Hill. Yeah. Right? <laughs> then it's navigated yeah. a different way. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of like the, the core ways that I'll yeah. look at acceptance. The, other, the last little bit that I'll note is because um, people can... I, I've had couples like start understanding this and go like, well, wait, but how does change actually happen? Uh, because, and here's how it works. come into your house in the middle. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no. Should not have said that. <laughs> but after facilitating individual acceptance of self by the partners hearing me kind of construct and organize for each partner and me having to feel that I accept you who you are. And then externalizing the cycle mm-hmm. and moving them away from conflict against each other and instead going, no, it's actually, we're going to work as a team against how we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Then the very last step is in session, EFT is such an experiential thing that when they're talking about the toilet seat or whatever the thing going on is, I'm going to have it to where no longer is it a, this is an issue for me and I'm going to stay solo here. Mm -hmm. They're going to practice in session with me Mm -hmm. actually having a true discussion about what's underlying the toilet seat stuff. And they're going to have a felt experience of what it's like to have their partner with them in safety and security and connection. And what happens in those moments and why this is such a powerful therapy Mm -hmm. is they will then have had practice, just like you're going into the gym and pumping iron, after a few sessions of practicing with me in Mm -hmm. session, then they're able to go, oh my gosh, it's safe to go to my partner and work together to be accepting of self and each other, that we can do this at home. Mm-hmm. And that's where change happens to where finally, when the toilet seat thing happens, it's no longer a fight. It's you're going and you're going, hey, the toilet seat's going on. Let's come and connect and be together and solve this. Mm-hmm. 
It's exactly. really powerful stuff. I don't know if I'm really articulating that super well. I think you are. Um, I mean, I'm biased because I'm a therapist. And you but, know what I'm talking about already. But, but I, I, I think even yeah. if I could translate it in a different nugget of wisdom, yeah, so yeah, to yeah. speak, is if you don't feel safe or you don't feel like going to your partner is going to land well, yeah. or you haven't had good positive reinforcement, yeah. like, oh, last time I went to them, they fucking screamed at me. Yeah, yeah I'm not going yeah. to them again, right? Practice at doing it well. Right? Yeah. Practice that this could be something yeah. when you make a request... Mm-hmm. When you ask a favor, mm-hmm. it does not mean, this is mm-hmm. DBT at its finest, uh-huh. even if I request something as nicely and as skillfully, I love when people come in and they're like, it didn't work. And I'm like, no, it did. <laughs> yeah. You're working with somebody who resisted the skills, yeah. or maybe they just don't want to do it. And that's part of radical acceptance. And acceptance yeah. is, just because I request something of you doesn't mean it's going to be done. Yeah. And that's the fallacy in relationships yeah. is, they'll do anything to keep me. Not true. No. And it shouldn't be that way mm-hmm. because people should have their own standards, their mm-hmm. ceiling and floor. What mm-hmm. am I willing to tolerate? Mm-hmm. But what would my dream situation be, right? So what you're saying is, what I heard is, I want to feel safe going to my partner. Mm-hmm. It's not about what we're fighting about or mm-hmm. conflicting about. Mm-hmm. It's the deep underlying meaning of why I bring this to you and why we're butting heads. And it's probably a story that doesn't relate to your partner at all. Mm-hmm. It's your own stuff. It's mm-hmm. your own story. And you're coming to your partner and saying, hey, even if we can't change this, I just want you to understand why the toilet seat stays up for me. I want you to understand why the toilet seat stays down for me. And then, again, you look at it and you're not seeing it as, they did it to piss me off. It's, I remember the story of why they told me that. Mm -hmm. And then we put, I'm I'm putting it down, metaphorically. And then we walk away, realizing how much we love our partner, that they came to us in such safety, right? We're not going to shame them for feeling vulnerable and safe. We're going to want to be open and encourage that even more. That's how growth happens. I love that. And then it helps, it gives me an idea for how to articulate cleaner with the yes. toilet seat example. Through acceptance of self and the relationship, the end game of the toilet seat example is it, and I, for me, Ryan, it annoys me the toilet seat's down all the time. Mm-hmm. So I've learned through the, the steps of acceptance for myself, like, oh, I accept that when I find the toilet seat down, I feel unloved and uncared for. Mm-hmm. So that's a me thing I have to own because... I need to accept that that's kind of where I'm at, even if it's a little irrational because it's a toilet seat, but that's where I'm at. And I'm going to accept that, hey, I'm, that's my partner, mm-hmm. but I'm going to also still go to my partner in safety and connection and say, hey, toilet seat's down. It's right. bringing up all of that. I don't feel cared for. I don't feel good exactly. enough. I don't feel like, you know. Um, you're listening. You're listening to me. And that's that. And then my, and with therapy and having had those felt experiences, mm-hmm. pump and iron, mm-hmm. knowing this process, my partner can then go, okay, I hear that, and is receptive to that because they've done their work on acceptance of themselves, and maybe the toilet seat goes up because I've requested it, or maybe my partner goes, no, I do love you, you mean the world to me, mm-hmm. the toilet seat's down right now, we don't even have to talk about the toilet yeah. seat, how else can I show how you? How can I make you feel safe? How can, let's just, in, maybe it's just being connected that mm-hmm. is like, you do matter to me, exactly. that's all I need. Or it's, you know what, here's a Snickers bar yeah. to show you, because I know you love Snickers bar, right. that uh, you mean the world to me and you care yes. about me. And we're not even caring about the toy seat anymore because yeah, what really mattered to me, Ryan, was now I feel good enough, now I feel cared for and loved and mm-hmm. my partner's there. Mm-hmm. And so a toy seat is like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Exactly. So that's the bringing yes. the analogy home of how yeah. couples therapy shifts and how acceptance can be addressed in couples therapy. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. Don't don't expect <laughs> expectance and acceptance are two sides, but yeah. don't expect your yeah. partner to accept everything and all the things and be like, oh my gosh, yes, this is the mate. No, there's mm-hmm. gonna be things that piss each other off. Think about roommates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
you're not going to get along with everybody in life. You need to accept that fact now. Yeah. But there are ways to make it tolerable and there are ways to make it safe, especially when it comes to a relationship. You don't even need couples therapy necessarily for that. Get good with yourself. Yeah. Get self-acceptance and self-compassion going within this body, right? I'm pointing to myself within your own body. Then you can arrive at it with your partner as well. It would be my takeaway. Yep. The last thing I would say uh, is I just want to share. This is actually really hard for me personally. Uh, I am. I've been doing a lot of work over the last years to really have self compassion and, and acceptance of myself, mm-hmm. as well as of my the people who I'm closest with and love the most. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that as a disclosure to say it's hard. Um, I have a lot of practice at it, and I still daily have to practice at yep. it. But it's so worth it. Yes, yeah. it is. What what you, what's your sort of last takeaway of everything? Uh, radical acceptance is going to be gross at first, but eventually mm-hmm. you're going to like it and it's going to free your life. Ooh, I love that. Because there's a lot of times so I don't even yeah. need to go through, uh-huh. what, what do we get to go to acceptance? Uh-huh. Denial, anger, bargaining, yeah. all that. I don't go through that anymore. It uh-huh. is truly radical acceptance. And yeah. if the other things creep up, then I'm like, maybe I wasn't ready for radical. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to go through the other stuff. But a lot of the times it is just, that is who they are. Uh, that is who they are. Am I willing to tolerate it is mm-hmm. the follow-up question. It's not just... Oh, that's it. That is who everybody is. Wow, this person cut me off and ran into my car and kept driving. That just must be who they are. No, like you're allowed to radically accept something and then decide, do I want to tolerate that in my life? It'd be the follow up question would be what I would tell people, right? But your partner is who they are. You love them anyway. Is that who you want to be with for the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. There you go. And scene. Well, I accept you, Talia. I accept you as well. As we started, we will end. Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. Our next episode, episode 19, we're titling Take a Seat with Your Love Language. And I know no one knows what that means, but we're very excited. (laughs) These are two big concepts that we're blending together. Um, So it'll be a really, really enjoyable episode. Excited to talk about this. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions or comments, please email us, Ryan and Talia at the Couples Guide Podcast. Uh, We'd love to uh, answer your questions about couples therapy or just relationship questions you have on the air. Yep. Slide in our DMs. Yep, let us know. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.